finna get into some word here. Now listen, this is for spiritual people. So if you're not spiritual and you're not, you know, wanting to see the spiritual side of things, then you probably ought to go ahead and not watch. But if you are a spiritual person, and that's what we are, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We are all spiritual beings having a human experience. So if you're not spiritual, you're probably not going to understand a lot of this tonight. There's not going to be a lot of practical stuff. It's going to be very prophetic where the church is at the end of 2020. What's going on in the spirit realm? We're going to talk about behind the scenes. So everyone put that in the comments right now, behind the scenes. And I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. And I'm going to go ahead and say we've concluded the series on his name shall be called. You can go back and watch all of those messages. But tonight, we're going to go behind that little manger scene. We're going to get up behind them shepherds that are coming to Bethlehem. We're going to go behind that saying that the angels brought down, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We're going to go behind that. We're going to go behind that star of Bethlehem. We're going to look behind all of the things that you are used to see at Christmas time. We're going to go behind the Christmas tree, behind the gifts. We're going to behind the scenes. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. And I want you to give me a little of your time tonight because I'm going to, I'm going to speak prophetically to the church in this hour. All right, behind the scenes, behind the scenes of Christmas. Revelation 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which, which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel to the servant John, same John that wrote the gospel of John, and he sent it to John. So John is saying when he writes Revelation in chapter one, verse one, I'm the one. And in essence, he's saying, if you really want to know about Christmas, you need to see what I've seen because Luke and Matthew are going to tell you about shepherds and angels. But I'm going to tell you about in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Behind every word is a thought. Behind every word is a thought. Before a word was spoken or is spoken, it's a thought in the mind first. You were a thought before you were a being. Jeremiah chapter one says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. So Revelation chapter one, he said, I'm that John that saw that Jesus was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And he said, I bear record of the word of God. And I bear record of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things I saw. So let me just talk to you about behind the scenes just for a moment. And I know I already feel the anointing dropping down here right now. The anointing is the tangible presence of God. And it's in my living room right now. I feel it right now. There are two worlds. There is the temporal, there is the eternal. Two worlds. There's the physical, there's the spiritual. Two worlds. There's the visible, 
There's the invisible. There are two worlds. There's the seen and the unseen. Revelation is not an epistle of encouragement. Revelation is not a letter concerning the law. The book of Revelation is the story, listen to me now, of Jesus. Everybody put it in your comments again. The story of Jesus. Put it in there right now because that's what the book of Revelation is really all about. Revelation is the disclosure or the unveiling or the unfolding of God's anointed one, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Revelation literally means the revealing. So if it's revealed or disclosed, then that means it was hid. And Paul oftentimes writes in his epistles about things that were hid that are now revealed. Isaiah says that God hides things for us. He doesn't hide them from us. From us. And some of you are about to step into a realm of revelation you have never enjoyed in your life. And I'm going to prove it to you tonight. Revelation is taking the lid off of something that has been covered. And that's why I'm calling this tonight behind the scenes. See, when you go to a movie, you only see what the lens will capture. Did you hear that? When you go to a movie, you only, you only see what the lens of a camera has captured. What you don't see is a producer. What you don't see is the director. What you don't see is the writer. You, what you don't see is the author of the movie. Put it in there behind the scenes because we're going somewhere tonight. And there appeared, Revelation 12, 1. Here we go. Are you ready? And there appeared a great wonder. Somebody put your seatbelt on because we're about to go deep. Put your oxygen tank on. Share this if you will because this is going to help somebody. This is going to be a prophetic word for the end of 2020. And I'll start talking more about it as the year ends and we cross over 2021 behind the scenes of Christmas. And there appeared a great what wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. What is that? The sun and the moon. It's a greater light and a lesser light. Here's a message up behind that. You're never without light. You're never without light. He's the light of the world. There's a greater light, there's a lesser light, but you always have light. He said upon her head were a crown of 12 stars. 12 is the number of government. She had a, the crown of 12 stars. 12, the woman did, is the number of government. You didn't hear about this stuff in the gospels. Watch this. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. There's another wonder in heaven. The first wonder was the woman. Then there was another wonder. And behold, a great red dragon, dragon having seven heads. A great red dragon having seven heads. The woman had one head. All right, with 12 stars. Watch this. The dragon had seven heads. You know what the Lord showed me about that? Revelation lists seven churches. There are seven churches in the book of Revelation. That is one principality to attack every church. The dragon had seven heads. Those seven heads 
were assigned to the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And he had 10, the dragon had 10 horns. Now there's a lot to be said about that with one world government and all that. I'm not going there. Just let me say this to you. 10 is the number of completeness. It was a complete attack against the church. Watch what it says, book of Revelation, chapter 12. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. How many, how many angels fell with Satan? One third of them. How many people have left the church in 2020? Left the church in 2020 because of all the confusion of the coronavirus, uh, race, uh, all of that, all, race wars, all of that stuff. You know how many people have left the church? One third. I find it interesting that he drew one third of the stars out of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the, and the dragon stood before the woman. One wonder standing before another wonder. The woman was ready to deliver the child, to devour that child as soon as it was born. Does that sound familiar to you? Don't you remember when Jesus was being born? Herod said, kill all the babies, kill all the firstborn babies. Don't you remember Herod said, kill all the babies two years old and younger? Because the enemy always attacks at birth. Verse 5, and the woman brought forth a man child. Come in this building here. Who was to rule all nations. And her child was caught up unto God. Her child was caught up unto God. And her child was caught up to his throne. Hit them thumbs and hearts and put in there behind the scenes. You want to know really what was going on? During these little cute stable scenes you put on your mantles? You want to know what was really going on? Behind the, all of these superficial things that we put up and have seen throughout centuries about Christmas. This is what was really going on. This is the unseen, not the seen. This is the spiritual, not the natural. This is the invisible, not the visible. And the woman fled. And she went to a place that was prepared of God, my Lord of mercy, that they should feed her there. For 200,003 score days. That's interesting too. Talk about that in another time. Verse seven. <clears throat> and there was war in heaven. Put it in the comments. War in heaven. The fight was on. Michael and his angels fought against that dragon. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought. And his angels. But the dragon prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven for the dragon and his angels. And the great dragon was cast out. Listen to the Bible, Revelation 12, 9. Listen to it. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and called Satan, which deceives, don't miss this prophetic word here tonight. Please share this. Church, wake up here now. Which deceives the whole world. The dragon, the dragon called the devil. That old serpent called Satan. 
who deceives the whole world was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom. Now has come salvation, strength, and the kingdom. I'm going to preach on that one day. And now has come the power of his Christ, the power of his anointed one. Why? Because the accuser of our brothers has been cast down, which accuses them before God day and night. Put it in the comments. The accuser is cast down. Come on. The accuser is cast down. Verse 11, and they who, the people of God, the kingdom of God, overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. They did not love their personal life. They were not afraid to die. Verse 12, therefore rejoice heavens and you that dwell in heavens, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the seal uh, and of the seal of the devil has come down having great wrath because he knows, listen what the devil knows. He knows that he has a short time. Put it in the comments and remind the devil tonight. Let's decree it and declare it. Devil, you have a short time. Devil, you have a short time. The devil has a short time. The devil has a short time dealing with you. The devil has a short time messing with God's people. Whew. When he's cutting up like he's cutting up now, we need to wake up. Put it in there. Enemy, your time is up. Come on, hit your hearts and thumbs. Enemy, your time is up in Jesus' name. See, the devil can't work in eternity because he was cast out of eternity into time. So if he was cast out of eternity into time, then he can only work in time and he can only work in seasons. That's why he tempted Jesus until an opportune season. The word opportunity comes from the word open. He, he, he tempted Jesus in the wilderness and he left him till an opportune season, what I'm trying to say here till another open season. You know what the enemy is looking for in your life? Just an opening. He's just looking for an opening. And he'll come in like a flood to deceive you. That's why he attacks generations and genealogies because he works in time. But I'm here to tell you there's a man and there's a woman that God has anointed and assigned to every generation and says that spirit stops right here. Somebody in your lineage, somebody in your genealogy, somebody in your generation, somebody in your family's got to get up and say the buck stops here. The enemy, your time is up. Rest with me. God is good. Verse 13, the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth. Listen to it. Don't miss this. And he persecuted the woman which brought forth the child. Now, from this point on in this message, every time you hear the word woman, I want you to think church. I'm going to show you something. When I read woman, think church. And when the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she could fly out in an in, into her place where she was nourished for a time and times and half time from the face of the serpent. Nourished 
by God. What did God do? He snatched her up to a hiding place and she was nourished. God will never snatch you up and hide you and not nourish you. That's why I love what I heard my son say the other night when I was interviewing him. I said, Dustin, what do you think about this, what this season has done to the church? He said, Dad, it hadn't done anything to the church. And I said, what are you talking about? And in essence, I'm paraphrasing. He said, it just revealed to us who the church is not. The church is fine. But the people who have left, the people who have the, all messed, that was not the church to begin with. The real church is being revealed right now. He said he snatched it up on the wings of an eagle. Don't you remember that scripture in Exodus that says, when God spoke, I bear you with eagle's wings. Do you not remember how I bear you up on eagle's wings? <laughs> so he tells this woman in Revelation 12 the same thing, on eagle's wings, I delivered you. Anytime eagle's wings is mentioned in scripture, it's in reference to deliverance. And watch what verse 15 says. And the serpent cast out of his mouth, don't miss this, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water like a flood after the woman. What did I say? Do you remember when I said woman? Church. That he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. I'm going to read verse 15 again. And the devil cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the church. That he might cause the church to be carried away by the deception, by the flood. The flood was deception. He let out of his mouth a flood of deception. And who did the, point the flood to? The church. Hmm. That he may carry them away. Verse 16, the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Well, we are the ones that are in the earth and we have the power in us. And this is where the church wants you to get the revelation of who you are. Verse 17 says, and the dragon was mad with the woman and he went to make war with the, y'all not listening to me tonight. The dragon was mad, wroth, angry with the woman, with the church and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. That's us which keep the commandments of God, make war with the remnant of her seed. Who is the remnant of, the, of her seed? Those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. He's mad at the woman. He's taking it out on you. Whew. Anything that carried seed, Satan said, I'm going to destroy it. Anything that has the ability to conceive, Satan said, I'm going to destroy it. Anything that has the ability to birth, Satan said, I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to send a flood of deception to it. I'm going to deceive the church. The church carries seed. The church is the ones that conceive. The church is the one that brings forth to birth. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I was going to stop, but I'm not. I'm going to keep going. Watch what he says. There was a great wonder in heaven. What was the wonder? The first wonder was the woman. A virgin carrying a baby? That causes wonder. Huh. A virgin pregnant of the Holy Ghost? That causes curiosity. That's big stuff. Hmm. 
makes you scratch your head. Hmm. A woman, a wonder. And there was a wonder in heaven. And the wonder was a woman. Who was that woman? That woman was Mary. When God spoke to Eve in the garden, he was looking at Mary. Your seed is going to crush his head. Boy, I'm preaching in this living room here. It's amazing what God uses to accomplish his will in the earth. He uses a virgin named Mary. He uses a first woman named Eve who's talking to a serpent. Cain who killed his brother. Noah who got drunk and laid naked in his tent. Abraham who lied about his wife. Isaac who repeated his daddy's sin. Jacob who was a deceiver. Reuben who was a involved in incest. He used the Benjamites who raped women. Moses was a murderer, had an anger problem. Rahab was a prostitute. Gideon suffered from a complex. Samson had a Delilah problem. Saul had a jealous problem. And David had every kind of problem, including murder and adultery. And he was the leader of the army of misfits. And God can't use you. It's a wonder how God will use you to do his work. It's a wonder how God chose a virgin to bring forth his son in the earth. The first wonder was a woman. The second wonder was the great dragon called the serpent, called Satan, or called the accuser of the brethren, or called the devil. The dragon was the devil. Why is he after the woman? Because from the beginning of time, God prophesied in Genesis 3.15, I'll put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed, you're going to bruise his heel and he's going to crush your head. Say this with me. Put it in the comments right now. God always has one more move. God always has one more move. God didn't call woman Eve. Adam did. She was woman first. And there was a woman. God needed a secret weapon. Something that knew how to carry his seed. That's why the church is called the bride of Christ, not the groom of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. Why? Because we carry his seed. That woman is a wonder. You know what the church is supposed to be in the earth today? A wonder. The church should be causing curiosity in the world. Not the church being curious about the world. The world should not be making us curious. We should be making them wonder. We should be making them curious. Hmm. Why did God use woman to bring his seed all the way to fruition through Mary? And think of this. When he started out, he started with barren women. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, all barren. Why? Because the devil would never think to look for seed in barren wombs. But God is a divine strategist. And God used what other people would overlook. They would never think that God would use barren wombs to carry his seed. God knew that people would never think, Satan would never even think that God would bring that seed through barren women and then a virgin because God's got a way of hiding his seed. God's got a way of protecting his seed. 
His entire strategy is locked up in seed. And that's why some of you need to learn the principle of seed. Your blessing is located in seed. God gives seed to the sower. For all, for all of you stingy people, keep holding on to your seed and you won't see God release divine supernatural blessing. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about blessing. He said, when you bring that seed, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing. There ain't room enough to receive. God always operates. His strategy is locked up in seed form. So the wonder was the woman, the thing that's able to carry. And the thing that's able to carry is the thing that is able to generate another thing. That's why we call it generations. That's why he said, what seed shall declare his generation in the book of Isaiah? Eve was a woman who lost favor. Mary was the woman who found the favor Eve, Eve lost, and the church is the woman that carries the favor. You want me to say it again? Eve lost the favor in the garden. Mary found the favor. The church carries the favor. Mary was a servant, a woman that was ready to deliver, a woman that fleed to safety, a woman that gives birth, a woman pursued by a flood of deception, a woman with seed at war with a red dragon, and we are that seed. Hmm. The tail drew a third part. Verse four, Revelation 12, cast into the earth, the dragon stood before the woman and was ready when she was ready to be delivered to devour the child. I said it at the beginning, I'm gonna say it again. The enemy timing many times is impeccable. When he sees the woman, the church going into travail about to birth something into the earth, he attacks. What did we say about the watchtower at the beginning of 2020? Get in the watchtower and travail. Get in the watchtower and travail. That was the prophetic word of the Lord in 2020. Get in the watchtower and travail. That was the prophetic word of the Lord in the beginning of 2020. Get in the watchtower and travail. Anytime the enemy sees a woman going into travail to bring something forth, he attacks. Why do you think he's attacked like he has in 2020? Because we were on the verge of birthing something that was unbelievable. Watch this. But Isaiah 66, 9 is the promise. God says, shall I bring you to birth and not cause to bring forth? Shall I get the baby right there at the, at the edge of the womb and not bring it forth? Says the Lord, shall I not cause to bring forth? Will I shut the womb? God said, I do not shut the womb. If I impregnated you with the seed, you're going to bring that baby forth. Come on in this building. Nothing is going to stop what God decides to birth in this earth. And the enemy, as soon as we go into travail to birth things, he releases an attack. Moses in Egypt killed the firstborn children. The Philistines come against Israel right when David is anointed. Matthew chapter 2, Jesus is born, kill all the children two and under. Whew. God takes them to Bethlehem, which is an uncomfortable place to get them out of harm's way, to get them out of Herod's way. Hmm. You know what the Lord spoke to me? Many of us this year, has been, we've been in a position that is uncomfortable and we do not know that God is protecting us. 
This has been uncomfortable and God is preserving us. This has been uncomfortable and God has provided for us. I'm going to tell you again, 2020 has been an uncomfortable year for the woman. It's been an uncomfortable year for the church. It's been an uncomfortable year for the people of God. And in our uncomfortability, God has protected us. He has preserved us and he has provided for us. I'm going to end it on this. What was the flood that he sent after the woman and her seed? It was deception. You know what Paul wrote to church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13, or 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 3? Here's what he said. I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived, the first woman was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. I am shocked. I am shocked. And I'm going to say it, and I don't care if it hair lifts the devil. I don't care. I don't care what this, I'm going to say it. Who has deceived you? Who has bewitched you? Paul wrote to the church at Galatia. Who has deceived you? that during this season like this, you would leave your church to go to another church? Who has deceived you that you would quit going to church, period? The flood of deception has caught you, my brother, and has carried you away. The flood of deception has caught you and carried you away. In seasons like this, people should have stood with their pastors like never before. This was a test. You left pastors that are not sinning. You left pastors that are not stealing. They're not doing nothing wrong. You just didn't like the way they led. And you left. Deception is believing a lie is truth. There's only one thing that equals the power of revelation, and that's deception. The accuser of the brother. And this is the way people do it when they're being used of the devil. Well, you, need, you didn't know about this. I need to tell you. Right now, you need to say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I bind you. You don't come and accuse my pastor or accuse my church or nothing like that. We did a program on restoration trying to restore somebody. I didn't even know what the boy was into. We just did a program because I believe in restoration. Boy needed to be restored. We helped restore him right there on the program and people left our church because of it. Deception. Deception. He's the accuser of the brethren. He will accuse you until you believe the accusation. Mistakes are never fatal and they're never final. That's why God gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Isaiah cried, who will restore? What's the answer to this flood of deception that has hit the church in 2020? I said a flood of deception. He released a flood against the woman and her seed from his mouth. Deception. 
The answer to deception is revelation. Seeing something for the first time you look at, or revelation is when the light comes on. He's the light of the world. John chapter one, when John's talking about him and his birth, he don't even talk about no manger, no stable, no camel. He don't talk about no wise men, no shepherd. He said, this is the way I saw the birth of Christ. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He talks about the word being made flesh. That word came to his own. His own received him not. He was the light of the world and the life of men. And they did not accept him. That's revelation. He came as revelation. You know what our problem is, folks? Our eyes are closed. And the church is being deceived. Here's what I'm praying. I'm praying like Elisha prayed for his servant in 2 Kings chapter 6 when he said, open his eyes that he can see. When that serpent ran in, ser servant, the, his, Elijah's servant ran in the house and told him that, he, that they were surrounded by chariots. And what did Elijah pray? Open his eyes that he can see. He went back out and you know what he saw? Chariots of fire around the army that had surrounded that house. Do you know how John says that? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know what deliverance is when you open your eyes and see? Deliverance is when you walk out of deception and you step into revelation. You know why I'm preaching this tonight? To wake you up, church. Church, wake up. There's a flood of deception that has come from the mouth of the devil, and he is deceiving people. My God. One more move. They're killing babies in Egypt and there's a baby floating down the river named Moses. Raised in Pharaoh's house. God always has one more move. Herod's killing babies because of the wise men came and God gave them an escape and they went to Egypt. Good Lord, have mercy. The dragon came to kill the woman and God gave her a place in the wilderness for safety. The Jewish race was about to be annihilated by Haman. And God gave Esther and Mordecai right there saying, you have arrived at a kingdom for such a time as this. Don't be deceived. You're not here for yourself. And if you do not stand up, Esther, and do what you're supposed to do, woman, then relief and deliverance will rise from another place. Church, wake up. Church, church, wake the heck up. Stop believing the media. Stop listening to disgruntled church members that talk about pastors. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, the Bible says, and, and, and I don't want to say this for myself. I'm saying this for other pastors. Touch not mine anointing. Do my prophets no harm. Deception, deceived. There's a flood of deception that's going on in this earth right now, and especially in this nation. A flood of deception has hit the church. And a third is being swept away. A third is being swept away. Another third has left their churches, going to other churches. And one third of churches that were in their churches before COVID hit is still with their churches. Wake up. Now, here's the great thing about it. I said it to you before. I'm going to say it one more time. God has the final move. He has one more move. You know what I want you to put in your comments right now? Satan dash 
checkmate. Or put Satan, God says checkmate. He's got one more move. And I'm here to tell you, if you think, oh, poor church, the church doing horrible, 2021 is going to be just like 2020. And, you know, the church is just, no, the church is being revealed right now. Doesn't the Bible talk about a great falling away? Doesn't the Bible talk to us about that? Doesn't, but doesn't the Bible talk about the eye of the needle? Doesn't the Bible talk about a narrow road? Why are we shocked that people are being deceived and swept away? Lock in. Lock in and plant yourself and tell the devil I ain't leaving and I ain't moving. And we're about to see the greatest revival. You know what I You know what I hear in my Holy Ghost spirit right now? The Holy Ghost telling my spirit right now. Get ready for a highway and byway revival. Now, now here's what he's saying. Get ready for the byways revival. Get ready for the highways revival. He said, when you go to certain places and you invite them, they don't come in. This is the, that falling away. He says, then go to places that people don't think about. And, and watch this. It's called the byways and the highways revival. People are coming you don't expect. Revival ain't coming from the same old people been sitting there butt in church chairs for the last 25 years doing nothing but consuming. That ain't going to bring a revival. A revival is coming through people who are interceding, of people looking out for the poor, of people that have laid themselves prostrate up before God, of people that are seeking God with all their heart, of people that is in travail. That's who's bringing the revival, and that's who's going to enjoy the revival. God always has one more move. Because that child and that woman are caught up to the throne of God. Well, I love y'all. Father, let this word hit people right in their heart. Let it hit them right in their heart. I pray, God, you will mantle a generation for such a time as this, that an Esther anointing will come up. A Deborah anointing will come up. A Mary anointing will come up. An Elizabeth anointing will come up. Send an anointing on your people and let us realize we are the woman in Revelation 12 and you will protect us. You will provide for us. You will preserve us. Let these people see who we are. I call for travailing people, praying people, revival people. In Jesus' name.